0: Episode 110, In the Beginning, in which we learn the history of the Earth-Nimbari War.
1: Coming to you live from the beginning, this is The Name of the Pod, the Babylon 5 podcast in which we have already discussed, at length the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990 science fiction television program, Babylon 5, and which we now, for a handful of episodes, after the end of season 5, we discuss the television movies made uh, by Babylonian productions that sort of filled in, in JMS's mind, interstitial questions or fleshed out the narrative of the main narrative of Babylon 5. And we are talking today about uh, the movie in the beginning from the end of season four, but there was that was released uh, at the end of season four before season five. All of this is in service of me telling you that I am one of your hosts, John Cassie, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend,
0: Oh, am I here, uh, <laughs> Chris Tatro.
1: <laughs> I, I just got a little, I got a little carried away with myself. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The the momentum started moving, and the uh, terribly you know, sorry, once, sir. <laughs> once, once once the avalanche began, the the pebbles could not vote.
1: Uh right, right. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh yeah. It was. Mm, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. No, you know what?
0: We're. We've been off for a few weeks. Uh, We're coming back and uh, want to remind people of what it is we're coming in here to talk about.
1: Right, right. And
0: so, Um, yeah, no, totally, totally, totally fine. Exactly what I would have done.
1: Uh, Listeners, uh, I'm not sure how many of you or if any of you have read Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian. Uh, (laughs) But Chris and I have done an online book group together for uh, coming up on maybe eight or nine years. We started with Blood Meridian. Uh, because we both had it in our reading queue and we said, this book is too hard to read alone. We're going to have to read it together, right? Mm -hmm. And what I was doing there in the first minute of this program was uh, there's there's a sequence where uh, McCarthy is describing uh, Apaches, I think, coming Mm -hmm. over a crest, attacking our main character, our, our main party. And I'm pretty sure the sentence describing the utter breathtaking carnage is like 900 words long right yeah. oh yeah. my god without this... a breath in the middle yeah ah! yep. uh, uh, the most masterful sentence i've ever seen written in the language right mm. yeah. yeah not mine that i just said you know 2 minutes ago but you know if right. you haven't read blood blood meridian dear friends go out and go out and read it
0: yeah it's 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 a real uh, pick me up book for these uh, cheery times
1: yes for for mm. these for these COVID nineteen times, one yes. needs, uh, one needs literature of, of an uplifting nature, <laughs> of, a, <laughs> yeah, of, a, of 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 disquieting yeah. uh, uh, themes, tones, and yeah. uh, certainly anything by Cormac McCarthy. I mean, good grief, yeah. The Road. It's the most arid book I've ever read. Oh my god!
0: I suppose you know, the and this is sort of how I live my life but you you know you could you could say you could recommend in good faith that someone read Cormac McCarthy at this point because hey it could be worse it could be like this
1: yes so yes. Yeah. and uh, you know if things uh, go uh, you know the way of uh, uh you know station 11 right mm-hmm. uh, well then the road becomes a lovely nonfiction manual for how to live in the uh in the end times, yeah, yeah, but it's not the end times in Babylon 5's universe. It's the beginning of right. times. I will
0: trade miniatures for gasoline.
1: Right. Yeah. You'll be like Arco, Chris. Given how many miniatures you have. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 You'll be like you'll be like a Gulf a Gulf uh, sultanate. Yeah. yeah, you're like the Emir of <laughs> Miniaturistan. And <When>, yeah,
0: <laughs> went up from my painting box came a bubbling crude. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yes, you were saying yeah. something about Babylon 5. Yeah,
1: we're not telegraphing that we're going to do a Beverly Hillbillies uh, uh, podcast in uh-huh. any way by that. No. Yeah, over here on, uh, uh, you know, on the shore of this uncharted desert island. Yeah. Yeah. 60s yeah. comedies. That's a good mm-hmm. choice. All right, we're five yeah. minutes in. Maybe we should talk <laughs> about what, we, <laughs> what we're actually here to talk about, Babylon uh-huh. 5. Now, this is a, this is a telefilm called mm-hmm. In the Beginning, In which, um, you know, the audience is given an opportunity to kind of put additional context around the the circumstances that led to the Earth-Mimbari War in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Chris and I have some perspectives on how effectively it it did that and how how well it did it and indeed how necessary this film was. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we have to keep in mind about this film, and if you watch it and you find yourself saying, "But surely we know this, right? It's important to remember that the intended audience of this movie was first and foremost, All of the viewers of TNT who had henceforth only known Babylon 5 as a, uh, if they knew it at all, as a kind of strange uh, syndicated program that was on Sundays at 1230, you know, sometimes or or, sometimes (laughs) or Saturday afternoon at 130, Mm -hmm. you know, on the. On the UHF channel that Weird Al Yankovic is running, right? Mm, you know, right. P10, the network nominally that it was part of, um, never really found its footing. So when Babylon 5 was moved to TNT, we, you know, which at the time a- at least gave the appearances of being a credible cable network, you know, JMS and Babylonian Productions are sort of mindful that wait what nobody knows nobody's seen this show yeah and now they're going to see it brand new on their schedule in season five they can't just start at season five so let's try to help them into this thing yeah right
0: yeah yeah and i i think then the next question that i would ask is was this a good introduction to the show for for civilians who had not really been with it for four seasons
1: already. Right, right.
0: And and adjacent to that, does retelling the story of the Earth-Mimbar war serve a purpose in season five?
1: That's an interesting question. I hadn't thought about that.
0: Because all of the interesting stuff about the dynamics between Earth and Mimbar and and Vorlon's and all, you know, those pieces. The, that was season one, season two stuff. I mean, that was mainly right. a Sinclair thing.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, and
0: and now that's, you know, we're we're so far past that, you know, I that I wonder if this was the right story to tell as a as an introduction. You know, they right. it, it was already something of a clip show. We had right. we had clips from a couple of episodes here and there. Certainly it was no I wouldn't call this a clip show. Right. Know, yeah. It's know, not but, shades of gray. Yeah. No, uh, but it's I, I, I wonder if they could have retold the story of the of the Shadow War from a different perspective, which might right. have been might have been more, um, you know, more relevant. Or or the even just the the, the the Babylon five Earth war that has just wrapped up yeah. going into season five. Yeah. If we'd gotten some other some other kind of some other kind of perspective on on that, on more recent events, I think it, it might have been more more useful because you know, if I'm a brand new person, I sit down and I watch in the beginning and I think, okay, this is cool, I'm gonna check this out. And then a couple of weeks later, the new season five starts coming out. And I'm, what are these telepaths? None of this stuff makes any sense.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, that I don't know what benefit I get as a veteran watcher. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I don't get any benefit... If I'm a, if I'm naive to the program, right?
0: Yeah,
1: right. I mean, you've, so you've been
0: introduced to some of the characters at the very at least,
1: right? Now there's a hiatus, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that they ran, you know, reruns to yep. prime the pump, right? I mean, I know that that they did in the beginning, mm-hmm. gathering, yeah, and go, right? Uh-huh. And I think that in the beginning immediately prior to the gathering would have been kind of helpful
0: yeah yeah if if, right. if somebody's going to sit down and invest 4 hours on a Sunday night to watch them back to back this certainly gives a lot of context that was missing from in the beginning and that we had to kind of piece together over the first couple of years
1: right right
0: you're you're absolutely right about that so that yeah. that i guess i guess if that's your go point as opposed to season five episode one no compromises then then yeah that 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 does make sense it's kind of cheating because it reveals a lot right out right the right so you know when you get the whole there's a hole in your mind oh yeah i know we saw an hour and a half ago
1: that, right. You know,
0: <laughs> right no mysteries here right um,
1: and and you know that also goes to your point that why this story at all mm, okay yeah because giving that stuff away well, that's some of the best stuff in season one, right? Right. So why why give it away in this telemovie even a little bit? Right. Because the mystery of what's going on mm-hmm. is is a narrative thread that helps to sustain. Yeah, a very rough season one. You know, right. in in a number of ways, and yeah. so that struck me as as a little odd, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I
0: wonder if, yeah, okay. They're going to, they're going to, if you're going to start back in gathering and season one in reruns that they're going to go aggressively for three weeks before season five begins. Um, So if they do five episodes a week, they're basically going to get through, they're only going to get through season one. So by the time season five starts, if somebody says, yeah. "All right, I'm dedicating my life to this, and I'm going to watch this every night," now we've gotten through season one, so now I'm I've finished that, and I'm watching season five at the same time. I yeah, I'm just you know, I I know the scheduling wasn't up to JMS; it wasn't up to to their their production company that they they probably couldn't start it any earlier, but. Um, you know, it would have been nice to, it would have, I think it would have been helpful to get through the whole series in a rerun before kicking off season five. Agreed. Uh, you know, to, to bring things, but you know, they aired this on January 4th. My guess is that it was a, you know, contract goes live January 1st kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And, you know, they didn't have that much time to pull it together really. I mean, no, right? didn't, right? season four ended in October of 97, I believe. So, yeah. If only there were some yeah. sort of connected series of tubes where I could look that up.
1: Mm, yes. Uh, mm. uh, so, a, a couple of sort of p- discursive thoughts on the point that you raised, mm. which was about why this form? Why mm. do this movie? Right? When you said, well, why not tell the. Shadow War from another perspective. Okay, mm. I've got I've got three templates from within the Babylon Five universe that I think would have made for a more interesting in the beginning. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that subject, you're going to do the Earth Membari War because you've decided that it's important. Okay. Okay. I don't know that I would, but that's what that's what he's decided, and it's his sure. Year. Okay. Don't write this movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Write one of the following three. One. Okay. Okay. Write another example of an ISN, uh, a special report on the history of the Babylon Project.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, and because now Earth is back to being a sort of normal small L liberal democracy, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to have all of that subtext and weirdness, right? Mm-hmm. But by doing it that way, you get to make fake commercials.
0: Oh, all the, all the okay. best stuff is in fake commercials. Right? Yeah.
1: Vi- vi- visit, visit the overlook mm. in Chula Vista of the, of the San Diego quarantine <laughs> zone. It's fun for yeah. the whole family, right? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh some of the uh, some of the foods that people ate. Mm-hmm. Travel to travel to Centauri Prime, blah blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. something about the side just drop it in there, right?
0: Yep. Bring
1: yeah. back the notorious lamps.
0: Yeah. Mm, the lamp.
1: The lamp, right? The lamp, you A, f- the lamp, the lamp, the lamp. But, but you, you see what I mean. Because those yes. ISN stories were always really well done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And yep. it's always interesting to see the 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 media of another mm. of another era, right? Uh, you know, in a sci- sci-fi media, you know, yeah. you never really see that much in in Trek, um, but I do remember Xena being a uh, a journalist on Galactica, right? I quite like that. Um, yeah.
0: So okay, so that's yeah. one. Okay. okay, and I, you know, I, I, I would be hard pressed if that were the, the path they go down. Um, to to Ken Burns it up. Oh yeah. And have and have like you know slow panning shots across the station with a Soaking Farewell <laughs> right. kind of playing right. in the background. You know, right. my dearest Gertrude. You know, right.
1: <laughs> Everything sepia tone. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's not even filmed. It's drawn. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and and having a little fun with that. That, mm. that would be that would have been fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that's the first the mm-hmm. first example. Okay?
0: okay, I like that one.
1: The second example is do another view from the gallery. Mm. okay. Uh, Schmo and Schmendrick always mm-hmm. turn up. It's like Zelig. They always turn up. Uh, at the at where major things are happening, but they're not really yeah. part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. And mm. it's like a Forrest Gump kind of thing, right? Right. Which people would have found enjoyable in the time. Uh, sure. It would have been clear that he's doing a Forrest Gump or a Zelig, right? It was, but that's yeah, okay. It was relevant. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, of course, the problem being that any ship that went up against the Mimbari got blown up real good. So you know, you, you have some logistical issues with your storytelling to to kind of work out around that.
1: Okay. So, here's how I would do that. Let's yeah. say that that's the direction I'm going. Sure. That would not be the direction I would take, but let's say okay. I went this way.
0: Mhm.
1: I would have a character whose ship was destroyed eight different ships were destroyed Okay. By like by the Mimbari over the course of the war, but he was never killed.
0: Always in a, always hanging out near like the escape Jinkso. pod. Yeah.
1: Okay, because they've yeah, already yeah. done that, right? Yep. So you could do something along those lines, right? Sure. And you know what? After the maybe the sixth time, at the mm. end in in Act Eight, mm. I would have him be rescued by Zathras.
0: Oh sure. And Why just caught,
1: it'd be done, right? Yeah. You know, Zathras, yep. Zathras sees. Sathras is tired of you, you, you who are making so much trouble. Sathras will fix, (laughs) you know.
0: Sure. Okay. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. You know, because about the fourth or fifth time this happens, this, this character is going to be hanging out near the escape pods, you know, a lot.
1: Right. Right. Because,
0: oh, here we go again.
1: Right. Deputy flunky third class in charge of escape pod, escape Mm. pod detailing, you know. No, no, I'm just polishing this interior of this escape pod. Don't mind me. Um, The third model would be do the deconstruction of falling stars. Mm -hmm. But instead set it a thousand years ago with the coming of Valen Mm -hmm. and end it with the building and opening of the Babylon station. Mm. Chop in... Uh, you know, Jakar and uh, and Takashima and what have you. um, And then make the splice into gathering really tight. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. But give it that feel. Put Stephen first on on, on the case, right? Yeah. You know, make it like deconstruction. Mm -hmm. But instead of going forward, you're going backwards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think any of those would work. The the issue that I think JMS would have taken is that all of them are kind of derivative of other things that have happened. You know, either things 100%. that he's done in the show or uh, or like the Forrest Gump angle. And you know, I think if we know anything about the man, he, he doesn't want to be tagged as being derivative of something else. So I... I I'm not sure that he would go uh, go for any of them, but you know, hey, who knows? Um, you know, I think probably the documentary piece would give the best ability to uh, to have viewers get to know the char- the main characters, right? Because that's that's an important piece here is is who are all of these people, right? Um, and uh, maybe there's too many to get to know. For a, for a brand new viewer, presented in this film, yeah, uh, because you get all all sorts of extra Mimbari coming in and the the Onla shock, you know, and you know, we right. never mention the word Rangers anywhere, um, right? But it so it's 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 in some ways it's hard to shake out who who's definitely a main character and who isn't, uh, but yeah I, I I think that I think that certainly could have I think any of them could have worked uh, maybe with a little bit of a little bit of wrestling to to get them to come together but um, but I do like them and uh, assuming that we're going to go with the uh, with the, the the story of the of the earth minbar war, um, you know I might like a you know something about Babylon one two or three Absolutely. Because that's that's ground we don't know anything about, right? Um, or maybe maybe it follows Jinxo. Indeed, maybe it's it's the story of all of the stations. You know, specifically focus in on that.
1: That's the movie, isn't it?
0: Yeah. You. You build up, oh, I imagine all of this, like, they're building up, this thing is going to, this is going to work, we got to make this work, it's all going to come together, and you don't get the reveal until about half an hour or so in that it's Babylon 1. Right,
1: right, you know, right. Not
0: 5, you know, everything's leading you to believe that this is going to be 5, and then it's, uh, huh, 1, Oh, okay. no, yeah. right. Yeah, and so, so you go through the whole sequence of, uh, what is it, divorced, beheaded, lived, divorced, uh, divorced beheaded. Divorced,
1: yeah divorced beheaded died divorced, divorced beheaded, beheaded survived <laughs> yes
0: so with you know with the stations and you kind of see you kind of see how the how they all they they shake out and why babylon 5 is the last best chance for peace why it's the last hope for anything right
1: make the case right
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah um
0: i i think that would be more useful and would dovetail into the gathering, because that's, I, I think, is definitely important, um, you know, better than, uh, you know, better than 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 the Earth-Mimbar War, necessarily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, when they again, when they back the money truck up to our houses <laughs> and uh, and and tell us that that we're going to remake the show. um and give us free reign to do it. Um, and, you know, listeners, uh, call your senators and elected representatives, uh, and and encourage them to, to, uh, it, to write us resolution. into the
1: coronavirus relief yes. bill. yeah. Pass yes. a non-binding
0: resolution that we should be uh, uh, re, uh, showrunners for the the Babylon Five reboot. Yes. Um,
1: it seems entirely fair. Yeah,
0: I think so. I definitely think so. Yeah. Um, um so, but even though this is the this is a story that we kind of already know what happened and and a lot of things are taken verbatim from earlier episodes there are a handful of of new pieces added into the mix yeah which i think is is kind of candy for us continuing viewers yes um but i gotta say i think it i think it suffered from it suffered from prequelitis to some degree and, and you know, phantom menace isn't going to even come out for another year and a half after this. Wow. Which, yeah. So, so it's not, it's not on the heels of, you know, prequels ruining everything by inserting stuff that doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah. One of my main complaints about, about the star Wars prequels as a big time lifelong star Wars fan right is the whole why hide baby luke skywalker on tatooine if that's where anakin grew up yeah you know why open a new hope with leia trying to get to tatooine you know they're in orbit around there vader's there and there's no acknowledgement of it there's n- it doesn't s- sit wrong with him in any way or that this is kind of weird because everything was invented after the fact. Right. Um, right.
1: There's the a same, lot
0: of that. There's a lot of that in the prequels. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and in the <clears throat> same way here, you know, I, I, I kind of get wanting to get a couple of characters together in ways that don't explicitly violate continuity. Uh, mm-hmm. But, and, and, you know, we, the first we really see of Sheridan and Franklin at the beginning of season two, they're they're like hanging out in Earhart's, mm-hmm. you know, as if they have sort of a friendly relationship. So it's not completely out of imagination, but you'd think if the three of them did something like this, um, that was this, you know, they and they were you know they were under fire, they were captured, they were almost killed. Um, yeah, they didn't actually recognize. It took Delen. weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, but Delenn, Delenn certainly saw Sheridan. Mm-hmm. You know, she they, maybe they didn't see her, but uh, shoehorning that in just didn't feel right to me. Agreed. Gotta say it. Gotta say it. Agreed. Yeah.
1: And the Sheridan and Franklin and Jakar connection... As I was saying to you in the pre-show, if if I had ever had an experience that harrowing Mm -hmm. with two previously total strangers, I can assure you that I would never in a million billion years forget who those people were. Right. Right? And as you did not indicate to us when they all met that they'd had this experience and you have absolute total control over the story you're telling don't do it yeah don't do it
0: yeah I mean in some ways it does shore up because we mentioned just a couple of episodes ago that you know Jakar and Stephen Franklin they they talk about oh you know we you know they're they're talking about philosophy, and they they mm-hmm. kind of talk as if they you know as if they'd spent a lot of time together on the station, but we mm-hmm. never really saw any scenes with them together. Mm-hmm. So I get knowing that this was before season five, okay, I kind of get where where he's going, but it's it's inserted and it it does it doesn't click
1: it does yeah, yeah, it doesn't land for me. yeah we we should have
0: seen Jakar and Franklin. You know being closer from you know from the first episode
1: that's right um, and this is the problem with any kind of prequel yeah which is why I generally don't I don't want them right right oh, I agree um, I don't want um, I didn't want uh, Caprica mm-hmm right I did not want Enterprise
0: mm-hmm
1: um, I was discovery. suspicious of discovery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and and this movie, uh, I I would have wanted done in a way that was so different as to be simply set at an earlier time. Right. Which is not what a prequel is. Yeah. Okay? You give me yeah. you you give me the movie where, uh, where Earth is attempting to build the Babylon stations. With their new allies the mimbari let us not forget mm-hmm okay then okay let me let me come come off the the, the, the train here a minute <laughs> have sure. you watched Titans uh, on DC streaming I've seen
0: one or two episodes of it okay
1: okay I raise it not to recommend it because <laughs> I I Kind of can't. Okay? That's what I've, seen I've heard both in both seasons. Uh-huh. And the ending is so indefensible of season two that I'm struggling. Okay. But narratively, it is really well written in that mm-hmm. there's stuff in season two that happens in the present and stuff that happens in season two that matters to the present that happened four or five years previous, okay? Okay. And the writers do a really good job of, of melding the five years ago content mm-hmm. into the narrative of the present.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: now, obviously, they had 10 hours and JMS has two, okay? Right. So there's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. But I think you could have done everything essential about the Earth Minbari War Mm -hmm. and indeed added stuff about the Dilgar War. Yeah. And had Londo talking about, you know, oh how the Centauri are so much about world peace and the Narn Mm -hmm. being, Oh, the Centauri are rapacious villains Mm -hmm. known throughout the galaxy, blah 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 you could have totally set the gathering up with the Babylon Mm -hmm. movie you're talking about. Right. As you go back and forth between the substance of the war, mm-hmm. as experienced from Earth, so we don't get the Mimbar any of that Mimbari stuff. We don't get. Okay. Yeah. Um. And. And then when we, um, when we see the the whole of it, what we have is. An awareness of the war at a greater level of depth. Mm -hmm. That makes the gathering more interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because, oh, look, all these people are now coming together. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. And it preserves all of the secrets that make season one, uh, frankly, watchable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. How do you like them apples? I like them. I like' them. it's you know I'm looking at a list a list of prequels on Wikipedia go, yeah, right okay, yeah and and just going through it and kind of shaking my head at how many of them sort of drop the ball by trying to insert stuff they try they just try to goose it up just a little bit too much go and uh, and 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 don't you know don't land the uh, uh, you know don't don't nail the landing um, it goes back film wise. Okay. Uh, uh, well that's not really yeah this list is this list is organized poorly because the first thing on the list is Oz the Great and Powerful, a prequel to The Wizard of Oz, um, and I think okay. Oz the Great and Powerful 2013 film was was pretty universally panned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got your uh, you know Kong Skull Island. 2017 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you get your stars war you've got prometheus uh you know from alien um
1: Mm -hmm. visually interesting but not necessary
0: yeah yeah it you know it lists it lists the x-men a bunch of x-men movies as prequels to the 2000 x-men which i don't know that i agree because it kind of created a new timeline but that's
1: yeah, it's a tricky not, one, isn't it? Not
0: really here or there. Um, here's one that, that you know, worked, but again introduced some stuff that didn't make a lot of sense was Fire Walk With Me, the Twin Peaks film.
1: Oh, what a weird, weird movie.
0: It was so weird. It it didn't tell us things that we needed to know. Right. To enjoy the series or to understand. The, it certainly didn't help understand anything.
1: Uh, no, no, uh, not no. remotely.
0: Yeah. Um, so, but you know, it, I'm has
1: kinda... it has an integrity all to its own. Oh yeah. In the way that Lynch's stuff often does.
0: Yeah. Um, interestingly, this one catches my eye as I move into the, uh, television series okay. prequels. Um, you know, you've got Spartacus gods of the arena prequel to blood, blood and sand. Okay. Uh, blood and sand is so good. Love that. Love that show. I um, seen it. Oh yeah. Very good stuff. Um, Interesting that there was a show in 1970 called Puffin Stuff that was a prequel to HR Puffin Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, so yeah, huh. huh, I didn't know about that. I think yeah. I have to go and track something down
1: now. Does um, uh, is uh, is is Josie and the Pussycats the direct prequel to Josie and the Pussycats in Outer Space?
0: Uh, it does not suggest that. It could be an omission. I'll be sure I add it in to uh the to show Wikipedia. Notes. Yeah. I'll yes. add it into Wikipedia immediately. Yes, please. Sure. Yeah. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah, wild.
0: Yeah. So you know but but it just seems and it, and this is especially true of stuff you know post Phantom Menace and the Star Wars prequels that it just yeah you, know, you you just go too far you can't resist just putting in stuff that that shouldn't that doesn't really make sense that's a right. little
1: too winking at the audience right
0: um and those are things that i really i really just don't don't care for
1: yeah yeah I mean look it it's 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 the problem across every genre program mm-hmm. um, the moment you the moment you go there, everyone's gonna start asking the questions we've been asking, yeah, about this movie, yeah, and they're they're totally unproductive. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only so much money in Hollywood, right? Right. Why do you keep spending it, you, you know? Why does I, Hollywood keep person spending yeah. it, right? Yeah. To 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 tell these kind of stories. It's so... It just makes me crazy. Right. Um, you know, as I was saying to uh, to John... Uh, about the DC... The programs that are on the DC network. Mm-hmm. Right? I kept saying, why does... Why does DC continually redo and remake... Characters, stories? Like... Why do we have a Flash television program and a Flash movie at the same time? And Mm -hmm. I don't have Sandman Mystery Theater. Right. Why do we have all of this stuff and I don't have uh, uh, James Robinson's Starman? Mm
0: -hmm. And on and on. Well, because the things that we have are comfortable. Yeah. And are well known and are guaranteed to bring in at least some money.
1: Right. I mean, right. if you
0: do another Superman movie, it's gonna it's gonna make or a Batman thing. Okay, those are well enough known. Right. But you're going out on the limb with something like like Stargirl, which right. is coming up on the DC. Uh yeah. pretty minor character, not really not even I would say not even as pivotal as James Robinson's Star Man, her predecessor. Uh
1: I would agree with that. You
0: know, yeah. And, and you know, if you think back to the early 2000s, Iron Man wasn't a household name. Really. No. He wasn't a big Marvel property. He wasn't. Certainly he was no Spider-Man or, you know, uh, I don't even know who was, I guess, Captain America people knew, but yeah, you know, they were taking a risk launching a whole franchise with on that one, on the back of that one character.
1: That uh, is the... That's the reason why Marvel's cinematic universe works and DC's struggles. Because, because Marvel they take risks? Start, yeah. And they mm. built it from characters who were not mm. your... You don't start with Avengers. Right. You build the Avengers. hmm Okay. How does... I mean, DC's television universe... Into which Smallville has now been integrated by, uh, you know, by means of the crisis on Infinite Earths, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you've had DC television programs running for 20 years. Smallville ran 10 seasons. Yeah. Right? Arrow ran eight. Mm-hmm. It, no reason to think that the others aren't going to run just just as long because they're, yeah. you know, there's certainly no worse. Mm-hmm. Right? As I I'll think I said on this show, yeah. if you watched Arrow at all, pick it up again starting in season seven and watch the rest. Mm-hmm. And you'll be immensely rewarded. Those 30 episodes will be incredibly rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to yeah. cancel it, you should have canceled it in season five. Right? When it had lost its way and it wasn't any good. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so, because DC was taking risks by using characters like arrow mm-hmm. green arrow he's no more prominent than iron man
0: right and right.
1: smallville isn't even about superman it right. was
0: at least a different angle on things
1: right so yeah. different an angle as to be as to be not not in the coattails right of superman right then you get the you know the capacity to kind of build something yeah. And I mean certainly you you can't look at the Arrowverse and say well that's not much of anything. It's the frankly it's the entirety of the CW an entire network
0: <laughs> right
1: is running DC content. Yeah. And if they added a third hour in every night, they could add another program in every night and those would all be watched. Mhm. Right? Yeah. And they'd all be uh, you know I mean, I think the best one they have on now is uh, Legends.
0: Mm hmm. Which. That's good. Black Lightning is good. Black I haven't Lightning seen is good. The new series, uh, new yep. season, but yeah.
1: Yep. Um, I, I kind of. What I like about Legends and Black Lightning is that they both have a very clear tone of tone. The ex- mm-hmm. They're executive produced in a way that gives them a very clear perspective. Yes. Where Flash seems a bit. Generic, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like a bit like Smallville, right? Yeah, and uh, S- Supergirl. Uh, I'd have to see the current season. I found the previous season so bleak as to be just about unwatchable.
0: Yeah, they're both yeah. they're both really caught up in the in the CW ness, kind of the of right. what of what was before the Arrowverse took over. That that we have to have these melodramas, right? uh, You know that don't really serve to move stories forward, but serve to complicate things and pad out your twenty-two episode season. Yeah, right. Right. When nobody tells anybody anything that's going on.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Um. Um. Speaking of not telling people things that are going on, so I'm gonna we're going back to Delenn. Please the 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 queen of uh, t- not telling people what's going on, uh, and, th- and I just had a note in here on, on uh, that I wanted to speak to before uh, before we wrap. Yeah, um, walking back her rage and her desire to destroy the humans. Yeah, that we saw in yeah was that was that episode was that atonement was that what that was called? I think so. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we see the clip from that where she's you know she ignites the war. Kill them.
1: Kill, kill them! kill
0: them all! Yeah. And then she's the one who isn't sure that they should be going forward with all of this. Uh, it kind of... Re- it, I felt like it removed a lot of the moral culpability from her. No or tried Or tried to pave it over. Right. Not even let's, removed. Just right. Let's just kind of smooth this down a
1: little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's um... Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I I think I that was the part that was the insert that bothered me the most more than the Sheridan Franklin Jakar mission. Yeah um, you know but 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 then I'm sensitive to to the whole Delenn not telling people things and kind of rewriting her own history as she goes right um, as we've seen throughout this uh, throughout this podcast.
1: Do not give her one inch, not for one cotton picking minute. Nope. She's the biggest yeah. liar of all. Call her yeah. on it. Yeah. You know? Uh, I thought the uh, I thought the introduction about, you know, uh, Jakar's statement about, you know, the future is born from a past, you know, of pain, right? Um, Jakar's right introduction the, or Londo's? Everyone speaks in the beginning. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah and the very the, very the narration. Beginning. Yeah, yeah, the narration yeah, okay. at the beginning. Yeah. I thought that was quite nice. It um mm-hmm. it felt very it had a, it, it struck a note of sort of Octavia Butler. hmm uh mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. as we you know, we record this from our shared coronavirus stay at home.
0: Isolation Miss. pods. I-
1: isolation pods. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reminded of how great her work is: Parable mm-hmm. of the Sower and Parable of yeah. the Talents. If you want, you know, if you want a sense of that. But, um, you know, I, I think if I- if I'm picking an alien, I'd probably give Shakar more screen time. But then oh, this always. is about the yeah. Earthman Bari War, so you're going to get Delenn yeah. in there. And it was yeah. great to see Delenn in the makeup again, right? Or uh, Mira Furlan in the makeup again. So yeah,
0: I knew. Yeah, I knew where you're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't gathering makeup. No, which, which
1: was a little weird.
0: Which could be, well, but then she wasn't in that same makeup for season one. That's right. So yeah. it's going to be a little whiplash watching this and then watching The Gathering and going, what's going on with her chin all of a sudden? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's but, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you, can I can give it is a, what it is. a mm-hmm. soft pass on that, right? Yeah. Do you have an yep. IMDb corner for me? Uh,
0: not as such, but we did get a, you know, I was going to, I was going to, highlight three of our guest stars in this episode please please um we get uh theodore uh bikel
1: yes returns who was um the rabbi
0: the rabbi yep to yep. And uh, now, susan
1: ivanova yep
0: right and now he's the leader of the Shock who are yeah. in decline which is kind of interesting they don't you know they're 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 not favored they're kind of petering out and right. uh you know give him a lot of scream time yeah i'll take that any you want to bet
1: week? that a young George R. R. Martin <laughs> saw this and go, drew inspiration for the um, the Night's Watch?
0: Could be. Could well be. I mean, you yeah. stole from everything else. Why not from this?
1: <clears throat> Next.
0: I'm just saying, go back and read <laughs> Catherine Kurtz's uh, Camber series, uh, which was out in the 80s, and tell me that that Martin did not copy paste from right. anyway i'm i'm starting internet Can- camber to be in
1: catherine it. Co- kurtz that's from the 70s i think isn't it
0: uh might be late no the, the the her initial durini series was from the 70s camber was the second trilogy got it um I, I think she she's sort of got some sort of pact with the devil that she has to put out a new trilogy every five years set in that universe um and she's probably still writing them today for all i know i quite enjoyed them at the time
1: yeah, I can remember when I first met you that that was your jam. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I had never heard of them and came upon them and I thought, these are quite good.
0: Yeah, um, it, it's a very interesting kind of combination of you know, Catholic ritual and fantasy magic uh,
1: right. in a
0: way that I'd never really come across before. And uh, and I, I just thought it was uh, it was effectively done. It raises a lot of interesting theological and ontological questions. Yeah, that I don't know. Are answered properly? Yeah, but, but it's, it's okay. It's a, it's a nice, uh, yeah, it's a nice combination of things. Um, okay, so that's one of our guest stars. Got it. Um, we get as the President of Earth, <laughs> Trisha O'Neill.
1: Trisha O'Neill,
0: Captain. An old favorite, Garrett.
1: Captain Garrett. Yeah. Love, her.
0: We, Love I, her. we knew she was coming back, but I already right. mentioned it, and I forgot about it, of course. But right. then she came on screen, and I was like,
1: "Yes, yep, yep." I heard her voice, and I was like, "Oh, right, she's in this. I remember yeah. now." Yeah. yeah. God, I just Uh, love her. Yeah. I just love her. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, look, that's something else you would have gotten if you'd made the Babylon one, two, three, and four. You could have had her as a major, as a major player. (sighs) Shovel
0: money at her. Get her on screen to do these things. Give her anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. My number three guest star. Go. Is uh, uh, Robin Atkins Downs as Moran.
1: You know what? Totally, totally didn't see it.
0: Yeah, he was uh, the warrior cast guy who uh, uh, gets dressed down by by Delenn and uh, and uh, Lenon the uh, the An-leshock fellow.
1: You know, yeah. he's as a Mimbari with that Mimbari makeup. He's much mm-hmm. more interesting looking. Yeah, yeah. He's performance strikingly was- interesting.
0: Yeah, his performance was was good Just fine. and didn't have it didn't have the, 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 the problems that, that we found with Byron. So right. all those again, weird
1: mannerisms and sort of yeah. icky Yeah. You know, kind of ugh, grossness. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, again I think it's it was how the character was written more than it was him as the actor doing yeah. it. Yeah. Know? So
1: yeah. So it would so those, seem.
0: Yeah. Huh. So those were the three that I that I uh, took particular notice of, but it seemed like this this episode, this movie was, was just like, bring everybody back. You know, everybody right. who's, who's been on screen for a minute, you know, get them back here.
1: Right. Right. Um, yeah. We just needed, uh, uh, what, what Warren, Warren Keffer. Yeah. You know, no, and you that would have that be been, Keffer. that would have yeah. been it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, no, Zach, no Garibaldi.
1: Right. No Garibaldi. Yeah. Um, we get Ivanova. Right.
0: But uncredited.
1: Okay. I, I was, I went back and I'm like, did I miss it? (laughs) Yeah. How do you put, how do you put Claudia Christian in and not credit her?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. And I know stuff was going on at the time uh, that I'm not really qualified to speculate on, but I'm going to speculate. Okay. uh, That I have, I have to think that it was her call not to be credited because... Just the little that that I know of of TV and movie sort of crediting rules oh, and sure, actors guild okay. stuff. Yeah, that that if they had decided not to credit her, then that would have been that would have been a huge thing, a huge deal that yeah. would have gone forward. Right. But her saying, "I don't want my name on this. Just don't, don't even. Uh, I'm done here." Right. You know. Uh-huh. That's if she made the call, then. That's the only way I could see it at that at that time going forward
1: hundred percent
0: and then by the time we get to sleeping in light which was actually filmed earlier so she'd probably already agreed to it and, and probably couldn't uh, you know, either either had, had Renegotiate sort of, that yeah either had calmed her you know everything things had calmed down by then or yeah who knows um you know and I'm not gonna go splashing about in the in the rumor mills to to find everything but yeah no no credit for her that was
1: yeah it was that was very strange
0: yeah she didn't really play a convincing like like 17 year old Uh, so much
1: no but but it is what it is yeah, yeah yeah um what else that covers all my notes same yeah uh so Listeners, we're, we're, in the, we're in the home stretch of home stretches here, uh, you know, within the beginning. Uh, we're going to uh, uh, drop our next episode, which will be about the television movie Third Space, approximately one month after this episode drops. Mm-hmm. We look forward to your feedback, comments, and thoughts. Did we get it right about In the Beginning? What would you have done? What are your favorite prequels? Yeah. Share those things with us on our Facebook group or anywhere you find the fine name of the name of the pod. <laughs> and uh, until next time, Chris and until audience, next time. we'll see you soon. All right. Take care, okay. everybody. Bye.
0: Bye. Sure. We'll take it.